Hey folks, welcome to episode number 75 of the Avocado Gamescast. 2021 is now in full swing. GameStop is being kept afloat by the power of meme magic. Everyone's horny for a giant vampire lady, and we're finding out that the reward for putting out an awesome skateboarding game is being sent to hell. Or at least being forced to recreate it. Anyway, I'm your host Merv, and joining me, he's out surfing with Big the Cat, it's Ben. Uh, good morning, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking 3 and that's morning. He's talking about bug snacks. it's Brisson. Ooh! Yeah, good evening. Whoa, did you see that sick ollie? It's the Kappa. Hold, hold till the moon, diamond hands, all that other stuff. I'm, I'm in it to win it. And finally, making his podcast debut, we finally let him out of his cage. Give a warm welcome to Hobbs Mark II. Hello. Thanks so, for having me. <laughs> Hobbs, uh, great to finally get you on this podcast. I think we've yeah, known each other. We been... Yeah, we've known each other on the internet for like a decade now. I think so. I looked up the gameological announcement, and that was in August of 2012. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> yeah. So... Hobbs and I have been chatting about video games online for like nine years, and now finally we get to chat with voice instead of just like typing words to each other about (laughs) Crusader Kings 2 or whatever. Um, So, uh, how are you folks doing in 2021? Today I'm a little sick, but overall it's been a pretty smooth 2021. It's kind of a, it's nice to not feel panicky every single day you know <laughs> a little bit a little bit smoother for some reason i can't put my finger on it yeah it's it's some things have changed um other things have stayed the same but i i feel a little bit more vague hope than i did like eight weeks ago uh so glad that we at least turned the page on on the new calendar uh, so we've been playing video games during this time uh we're still stuck inside still can't go outside too much still can't go to parties and raves because you know that's what we like to do parties and the raves uh so what i'm you not po- sorry but yeah i'm not stuck inside <laughs> oh yeah you're not stuck inside because your your country actually knows how to handle things um the rest of the world is walk to the shops today it's full of people <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> yeah meanwhile i'm i'm literally in in quarantine um don't move during goal pandemic it's not fun uh so ben since you can go outside what have you been playing instead of using your outside privileges oh i've started taking up cricket really start taking up cricket the, you would make my parents so happy my mom used to my mom used to play cricket when she was a kid. Um, that didn't get passed down to me because nobody <laughs> plays cricket in Canada. Cricket's uh, the best ball to play because if you're fielding, it means you don't actually have to do shit most of the time. Like, yeah, you just got to watch the bowler and the batter. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I played, started, and finished Little Nightmares today. Does anyone play that? No, but I've heard of it. I've played like the start of it, but nothing more. Well, basically, I figured I should probably play it because I want to play the second one, and that's like out 
week or so. So it's only like three hours long, feed it in one sitting. Um, it's basically, it's very similar to Inside, the one done by the Limbo people. Fuck, what's their name? Uh, Playdad. Yeah, it's very similar to that, except you know how that was all on like a 2D plane. This one's actually like 3D, but just with a 2D camera, if that makes sense. Um, and it's much more horror themed. It's like, oh yeah, that's probably me because it's the middle of summer. Um, let me turn off the fan. I'm just gonna fucking die for this. It's all right. You can die for podcasting. It's a good cause. <laughs> is that better? Uh, it is better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Oh my god, I'm already sweating. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's the middle of summer for you. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. It's like, like 3 a.m. and it's 30 degrees. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, like, if it's ever hotter than 30 for me, I, I just, like, conk out. I can't deal with that shit. Um, but yeah, you're saying about Little Nightmares. Yeah, so Little Nightmares. Um, so basically, it's like a 2D perspective. Like, the camera is locked on, like, a 2D plane, like a platform like a side-scrolling platformer, but you do actually have 3D movement. You can, like, go back and forth into the background and all that kind of shit. Um, and it's like a horror puzzle. It's like one of those games where you basically only can jump and grab things and you have to solve puzzles and monsters chasing you and you're trying not to die and all that shit. Um, it's really good, like, moody, creepy atmosphere and everything, but it's really hard, which I think kind of ruins the horror of it. Like, you die a lot in it. Like, it's a lot of just, like, you go into a room, you have to figure out what to do, you die figuring it out, and then, like, you can do it a bit better the next time, get a bit further, die. Like, you know, that kind of yeah. game structure? But that makes the deaths kind of meaningless, which kind of removes a lot of the horror from the game. So, like, there are these big, creepy, like, bad guys that are just pretty... The only way I can describe them is they look like the stop-motion shorts that used to be on between kids shows in the afternoon on the abc in australia which i realize is a very niche reference that means nothing to anyone but that's the best way to describe them um i like then, those kind of stop motion children shorts are are like pretty common on like public broadcaster canadian tv it's i think a similar aesthetic um the but problem with the abc ones is i'm pretty sure they just went like sure their kids shows they're animated and they were not like there was like that was fucked up shit i don't know why they had it anyway, have you seen that. the nightmare that that is pokeroo um i i we i grew up with some pretty freaky shit on uh, public television uh well, but yeah we'll put one of those in linked up if we can find it uh so yeah sorry you were saying yeah so and like everything about it is like creepy and it's all really well done and everything and like it is a good game but i just think the over-reliance on like the actual putting it yeah god sorry it's 3am and i haven't slept all day and i'm having trouble putting words together which is really great for a podcast um fuck so what am i trying to say uh, uh you're trying to say that it's a good game that's a little bit let down by um, yeah, so kind of cheapening the horror. Yeah, I don't think putting a hard challenge really works in a horror game because it 
makes deaths more meaningless if you're dying a lot more, if you know what I mean? Yes, that's why I guess games like Amnesia can be successful in creating that horror because you're not like dying all the time, but you're getting scared all the time. If that makes any sense? Yeah, like uh, I, the game's very similar to Inside, so I compare it a lot to that, and it's about the same length, about three hours long. I died three times in Inside playing that. I died like fifteen times in one room in Little Nightmares, like. It just kind of like, by the end of it, you're just like, yeah, he'll fucking kill me. I don't care. Let's see if I can get a bit further. But it was pretty good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that it's, well, pretty good as as, as far as I'm concerned. Worth checking out. Um, Hobbs, what have you been playing? Oh, I've been playing lots of weird crap. Um, (laughs) I've been playing the early access for Tainted Grail. Um, which is, I like a year ago I kickstarted this board game, um, which is like I don't know some interesting uh, apocalyptic uh, uh, King Arthur thing. Um, oh, Tainted co-opted. Grail! For a second I thought you said Tainted yeah. Grill, and I was like, Yeah, am I going to get Salmonella from playing this? <laughs> a game about food poisoning, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, yeah, so it, it, it's just a board game. And we got it, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago um, and be, have been playing it during quarantine and lockdown and all of this fun stuff. Um, uh, and it's a good board game. Um, and then they, I guess, decided they were going to make a video game out of it randomly. Um, <laughs> and uh, gave us all free keys for it. So it's it's weird. It's a like deck builder. Um, not really pulled together you just kind of keep doing things and things get harder so it's a little like Hades in that regard um but um I don't know the the settings better in the board game um what else I've been doing uh Islanders which is a a like it's like a fun little mobile game type deal um uh you do it, like it, what it is is it's a like city placement and resource placement um, uh, thing, but it's I mean this very blocky style, uh, pixel right, pixel style, um, and uh, you're just dropping you know like a house down and you get a certain number of points for all the other houses nearby um, and like the city center and the gold mine or whatever, um, and then some negatives like if you put the sand extractor keep close or something like that and you're just trying to get your score up so you can move to the next <laughs> okay. just so it's not like a, a full-on simulation like some like tropico or, or some no it's, it's yeah it's just this like point arcade game um a time waster um but it's got like you know it's kind of like um bad north but uh it, that's the kind of style i would say where it's just kind of relaxing and fun um, but Man, it's you not. Have a very different experience with Bad North for me than. Well, well, I'll say Bad North. Yeah. Um, but but I think the just kind of like the music was in uh you know chill kind of um and I didn't feel ever ever like I was like you know um horrified to get to lose right like it was just like okay. 
I can go do it over again if I feel like it. Um, or I can just do something else, which is generally what I did when I lose. <laughs> it's a little easier than Bad North. All right, so you've been playing a lot of like simulation and and like tabletopy kind of stuff, which is always yeah. it's always fun. Uh, Rasan, what have you been playing? I've been playing Borderlands Three, but it's not really interesting to talk about. But I've also been playing M. Dickey's Wrestling Empire on Switch, which is an utterly bizarre game. M. Dickey's like really infamous and famous in the wrestling circles for making these uh, whom homebrew like throwback games they're like 3d wrestling games who which look like they're straight off the playstation one they have like barely any kind of uh, physics and it's like a big mess but it's just like a lot of fun and problem is most of the time uh, it's like a one-man project and he tries to put way too much stuff in it so it breaks all the time so now he had like the bright idea to do uh, a switchboard of that and it runs pretty well but it has like a menu which you can clearly see is like put together with uh, just a static background and like some uh, word text over it and um, yeah the game is like really weird it lacks like any license so like Daniel Bryan is like named uh, Dragon Ryan <laughs> It's like really bizarre. I, I love these game on the PC already, uh, but they're like uh, really, really hard to explain. It's kind of the problem. It's like playing one of those old uh, WWF games like uh, SmackDown Bring the Pain, which are like kind of arcadey. They're like uh, not, uh, you can do combos, but they're like pretty limited. So you just like throwing dudes around with like, like the hmm? game 64 era ones, is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. I only I've played, played a couple of those, weirdly hmm? I said I've played a couple of those, weirdly enough, for someone who's just not into wrestling. Oh, yeah, they're just really they're good. They're ubiquitous. There's like a couple people really, really like. Uh, I mostly played for... wrestling to start with. Yeah, I mostly played them from like the PFPs to area. Um, but this one is also like an insane career manager mode, which like you run your own promotion, but you also need to uh, to wrestle like all the matches and stuff. And for this one, he also he gave like the option to do like 40 man uh, cage matches. So you throw like 40 <laughs> men in a cage, and the game like nearly breaks down, and you <laughs> seemingly try to win it. It's like um, it's like really bizarre. The dude got like a really big ego. He's like British. And he doesn't want anyone to help uh, with the games, so there he's just like endlessly updating these uh, online. And now there's for some reason a switchboard, and it's like 50, 20 bucks. And it's like lots of fun. Uh, I love the I idea of a play. wrestling empire for some reason. Like you know, like countries that like wage war via like sending in you know their country's equivalent of like the macho man into the yeah. <laughs> into the ring and whoever wins yeah. gets the whole gun. Yeah, the funny part is because it's like all uh, equators off because he has like zero license. So the macho man is like called like the Becho boy or something like that. It's <laughs> really weird. It's like playing a bootleg pretty much. You know, it, it, like, it seems like if you wanted to get as crazy like this, you could really 
like maybe take that dynasty warriors formula and just yeah. you know instead of running around hitting things with an axe or whatever you're just running around doing you know uh choke slams or whatever so yeah. I, I really i think Russo it's a cool wrestling. idea yeah exactly oh yeah. gosh i was thinking it, when you said empire i was thinking like wrestling now yeah when you when you mentioned empires i thought it was like you were going for like europa universalis but wrestling oh, no, 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 no. it's just like a really arcade game with like a completely insane career manager mount it's it's good fun it's also got like uh four switch um multiplayer now which is like the best it's just like a lot of fun and this is all made by one dude it's made by one dude in uh, in the UK, and he like tweets, and he never responds to any of the responses, and he like <laughs> keeps keeps going on about it, like this is the best wrestling game ever made since 1999. So he's the Hideki Kamiya like, of three wrestling, wrestling games for the Switch. It's like the god awful port of the last uh, WWF um, uh, game made by Ukes. There's like Battlegrounds, which is god awful, and there's this. Oh. Well, this is, I am actually super intrigued by this, and I am tempted to pick it up just to see what, what it's all about. Oh, don't pick it up just yet, just watch some YouTube videos, because it's like, there's like lots of footage of it, it's amazing. Alright, I'll check it out. Kappa, what have you been playing? Uh, I mean, kind of the boring stuff, which has been, I, I did a replay of Halo, and I did a replay, and I've been playing a bunch of Fortnite, but nobody wants to really hear about that, I don't think we've talked about it enough. I started Medium, um, oh, yeah. which, like, I, I, I don't know why this game, it feels like it's a little bit more hyped than the average Bloober games have been, you know? Yeah. Um, Blair Witch, sure. sorry, what was that Blair Witch kind of came and went, but yeah, what was that? Um, I'm pretty sure it's getting the hype because it's an Xbox exclusive, and like, they don't have any yeah it it very well could be but i mean it was weird because i even got like new like a new nvidia driver update just for it and usually like i don't you, you know how on pc like usually like the driver update for a game is kind of like a signal that like this is a game that you yeah. know it's kind of like big on, on the pc and stuff yeah so maybe it's just a real dry spell right now um i really haven't formed too much of an opinion on it honestly but I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot um there's a lot of good like storytelling beats and moments in it um it's got an interesting premise i i feel like we've done this a couple times you know kind of that switch between worlds type thing um what was that a murdered soul murdered soul suspect sort of does it, it. Yeah. oh fuck that's that's a long while ago yeah, oh yeah. yeah i i remember I really that game Hobbs will remember when I was playing it, and we were all calling yeah. it Murdered Colon and making diarrhea <laughs> jokes about it. Uh, it, was, it was not a good game. Um, then there was oh, like the levels from before? Titanfall 2 and Dishonored 2, which also had a similar kind of mechanic. I really like Murdered, but it's like really kitschy and really drawn out. Yeah. But yeah, it's not a great game, but I just like really liked it. I think um, it's it's better yeah, written well, than it gets credit for, but yeah. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I you think guys are missing the best world swapping one, which is Shadow Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> Shadow Man. Yeah, oh yeah, we also know. forgot about Guacamole. I said Guacamole. Yeah, yeah but, but we don't all... listen to you, Ben. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> we love you, Ben. Fucking Soul Reaver. Like... I, I would say that this game, the the world switching isn't 
as important maybe as as some of those other ones like it happens but it feels a little bit more organic it's not it's not just go here to solve the puzzle then go back um any of the split screen bits yet no not i mean yeah i've gotten to a few of them um that i think i think the real thing is that the game is going for an atmosphere that i really enjoy kind of that slow psychological type horror do you know what i mean so like it seriously looks like silent hill i yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I want to get a little bit further before I get a real. I'll probably review it next podcast, but um, I, I really like where it's going in, in a lot of ways. But um, you know, I, I've been crowing about Game Pass for a while now, and, and it kind of feels like between this control and a few other things, like the past couple months have been real good. They also threw the whole Yakuza collection up there. So mm. now that I finished Zero, I got a got a lot more to play. So oh yeah, um, you got yeah. six more. Games. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. And like, I, I've been reading online. Everybody's like, skip this one, play this one, skip this one, play this one. I'm like, uh. Like, fuck that. Play them all. <laughs> yeah, play them all. They're all great. I gotta space them out, though. I, I don't know if I could do a Yakuza back to back with another Yakuza, honestly. Like, they're very yeah. enjoyable games, but like, I don't know. It, you definitely kind of like start to get towards the end. You're like, all right, how many more people do I gotta punch? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I've up to, like, I just downloaded Yakuza 5 off the Game Pass thing. And I started like three years ago, so it's taken me that long to get to number five. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did I just three. Played them when all the remasters like launched since like a year and a half between them, so yeah. But I, if you did ask me at the beginning of the year what I thought the best Polish release video game was going to be, I probably wasn't going to say the medium. So. <laughs> good, good, good for Bloober Team, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's. I think. I think it's going to be worth a check out. You know, um, Game Pass makes it more worth. I don't know if I'd say buy it just yet, but if you're slow psychological horror isn't really done a lot anymore. Um, and I feel like Bluebird Team is kind of like living in that area right now. Um, so if you're a fan of that type of stuff, we always get around Halloween. We always talk about stuff like that. But um, I think this is one that needs to really kind of stick around and maybe people will enjoy it. Um, when it comes back around, maybe a little more scarier times. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited it's... for it. I put it sitting on my Xbox ready to go, and I'm just being waiting to start it. It starts out with a bang, too, so I uh, hope you enjoy it. You'll, you'll really enjoy the first couple hours, I think, and then it kind of starts to become a little bit more, maybe more like on a path, but it, it's uh, still yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, it's, it looks interesting to me. I definitely want a little bit more psychological horror in my life. I think the last game I played like that was Call of the Sea, which has had a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, so, interested to check that out. Um, so I can talk about one of two games. I can talk about either Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, which I was playing last night, or I can Oof. tell you all about the Ball on Wonderworld oh. demo. Um... I guess I should go with what's more contemporary because Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 is Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. <laughs> um, I don't usually like coming on here and just like shitting on something. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to shit on the Ball and Wonder World demo because, oh God, this is, going to, this is going to be on worst game of the year lists. I guarantee it. Um, like the... In, I, I'm, you know, sometimes... Like, I feel like there's two, no, I mean, more than two, but, like, I feel like there's, like, two ideas at Square Enix, and it's always weird, like, it feels like there might be, like, an executive or somebody out there who just greenlights just weird stuff sometimes, you know? 
this is square, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I and, Sega. No, because no. Yujinaka left Sega it's, to yeah, work on this. Yeah, so they like Yujinaka has his own development studio called Ballon Company now under Square Enix to work on this game, and uh, the results are not good. Uh, yeah, which is disappointing because you'd think that you know one of the people behind Sonic could make a good game. I don't know why. I just heard myself say that, and I realized that that was a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, everything I've seen about it, and I haven't watched a ton about it, but everything I've seen about it just makes it feel like it's coasting on, like, look at these cute character designs. Doesn't this kind of make you feel a little nostalgic? Um, you know, stuff like that, a little bit less than, uh, you know, really, like check out this gameplay or check out this or check out that so okay, I was... I'll just have a look so it's made by a company called Azrest Corporation which I've never heard of before and basically they made 3DS ports of Nintendo like platform, like Wii U games before this yeah I believe it after after seeing it like I, I watched somebody stream it and it, it very much looks like a 3DS game if I had to pick like a you know style of it. I don't know. Murph just having a look, they made Mario and Sonic at the Rio Olympics 2016 for 3DS, Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World for the 3DS, Hey Pikmin for the 3DS, Mario and Luigi Bowser's Story Port for the 3DS, Terror Wars for Android. Like, I've never even fucking heard of all of these games. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was two studios working on it. It was, like, Balan and then Arzest assisted. Um, but yeah, gameplay... That I guess we have to talk. Like I've been saying, this is a bad game, but let me mm -hmm. explain what's bad about it. Um, so, action video games kind of live or die on, for lack of a better word, their verbs. So, like every mm -hmm. button is mapped to like a verb. So in in Mario, you can kind of run or jump, right? And then that kind of adds to your repertoire. Sometimes you can throw, toss fireballs, depending on. Uh, the game you're playing. So you have a bunch Kirby of stuff you can do. Eat. Yeah, Kirby can eat, <laughs> Kirby can run, like, and Kirby can kind of fly. So they have all these things in their repertoire and they use them in interesting ways. Um, so your first indication that Ball and Wonder World is kind of restrictive is that every face button does the exact same thing. Like, even in the menus, it's not like you press B to cancel. There's like a cancel button at the bottom of every menu that you have to press to cancel out of something uh, because every face button is confirmed. Um, same goes for the shoulder button, for the, the lower shoulder buttons, by the way. Um, so really, you only control four things. You control your character with the left joystick, the camera with the right joystick, um, the actions with the shoulder buttons, with the lower shoulder buttons or the face buttons, and it's just one action that you can do at a time. And you can kind of switch between actions on the fly with the upper shoulder buttons, uh, the L and R. Um, and these actions are, are linked to costumes that you pick up in the world, and you can only equip one at a time, and you can switch between them. Wait, wait, wait. Did you... So, going through that... So, is jump not a default button? So, jump is what you can... Jump is what the face button does when you're not wearing a costume. Yeah, I, I haven't played this, but the games, it's like a lot of those older games where it's like if you're in a suit, the jump button becomes 
it changes to something, right? Like, yeah. Um, I remember somebody was like playing it as like a wolf, I think, and like, like, so, like the jump button kind of is like a dash. Jump. So right, the right. wolf the does like a jump. The wolf has like a jump attack, but there's right. certain costumes like there's a a dragon where you can't jump if you have that equipped. All you can do is breathe <laughs> fire. Um, so that's bizarre. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so and... all you can do at a time is is one action, but you can switch between them. So I guess there would be some strategy in, in like picking up costumes, then making sure you have the right inventory, for lack of a better word. Um, but it's not clear, but you can like double up on costumes. It's really weird. Yeah, and the person I watched streaming it, it kind of explained like there's not really an indication of what is or isn't going to work on each like enemy or scenario or type like do i need to be the wolf or do i need to be the dragon or the pig or whatever it's just always kind of like a lot of trial and error to what affects what um in the game and that was really aggravating to watch them play it because it's so, like basically it's everything like affects a... everything because it's, right. it's a game with no strategy it's the most brain dead game on the planet um you just jump and if you jump in the right way, you damage them. If you jump in the wrong way, then you get damaged. And there's no indication of what's right or wrong. So, right, like, right. I beat a boss just by jumping next to it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I, I remember, like, they were trying to, like, work out in their head, like, oh, you know, this type of enemy looks like I need to be the wolf, you know, to, to like, get this dash attack or whatever. And, right. uh, and it was like, nope, I killed it as the pig for some reason. Like, it was very... I don't know. It it just didn't seem like anything you did mattered. Um, it, yeah, I, I was really curious about this game because I didn't know if this was like a kid's game or who it was designed for. Um, because I, I think even my kids would get frustrated with that, honestly. that, that I, I was actually specifically going to say, Kappa, do not get this for your kids. Like, <laughs> just play, like, have them replay Mario Odyssey. It has the, the whole costume premise and is a much better game. Right. Yeah, like yeah. it's just not like it's not worth it, man. That, um, that's really the that's really the the way I feel about it is like just watching. I was like, this isn't going to be something that's fun. It didn't have that fun angle. I mean, it had that cute angle, but not that fun angle. Like I, I think that was one of the big knocks on um, Viva Viva Pinata when it released way back when. You know, a lot of people are like, it's cute, it's adorable, it's charming, it's boring. You know, um, and that's kind of what I'm getting from watching this. Yeah, it it is. I would say it's not even that cute or adorable or charming. <laughs> um, it's it's cute and adorable and charming in the trailers. When you actually play the game, it's just kind of it, it. It's just kind of frustrating. It also doesn't control well. The camera is awful and kind of has a mind of its own. Um, it feels like movement is locked to axes almost, even though it's not exactly. Um, but like you can't turn finely. You like turn mm -hmm. at forty-five degree angles and have to readjust with the camera. Um, what else is bad about it? Uh, Shit. Yeah, graphically it's higher fidelity than say Super Mario Odyssey, but arc direction-wise, just doesn't look as good. And it runs like shit on the Switch. Um, Ooh, yeah. It mm. runs like at twenty frames per maybe thirty frames per second. But I think it's a twenty. And like oh, comparing that to Mario Odyssey, which just ran butter smooth, it's not acceptable. Um, so, 
Yeah, and this is a disaster. It's being hard to, to design for. It always seems like the Switch is, you know, you can get Wrestling Empire out there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the funny part about Wrestling Empire. It's it's so slow down sometimes, but he was like, uh, the guy was on Twitter all the time. I can like run it on 60 FPS with like 20 people in the ring. And it doesn't slow down nearly that much as the game you said, Merv. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, this game does not have Chows, but it does have Tims. <laughs> so. Well, um, that justifies everything, Dan. If I get another fucking cow garden. <laughs> but you don't. You get a Tim garden. <laughs> yeah, but can I make them eat peacocks? What you do is, I, I don't even really know what you do with them. You get, like, instead of coins, you collect drops of different colors and then you feed the drops of different colors to your Tims and then they they look happy, but I don't think it actually does anything. Oh, so you don't get like the horrific chimera chaos then. Yeah, you can't make like you can't like fuck up your chows and turn them evil and shit. Um I I don't think you can do that yeah. in this game. So Yeah, Ball and Wonderworld. It's got I will put good money on this being on most critics' worst of the year list. It's it's coming out in two months. Maybe they'll turn it around. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> this is going to be a train wreck when it comes out. It's going to get savaged it's, unless it's, the rest of the game is better. On, on everything, right? Like, it's not a... a, a yeah. I think it's Xbox, yeah, PlayStation, like and Xbox Switch, right? PC. Yeah, it's yeah. PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, <sighs> One, and XS. Oh God, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be a that might be something about why I can't run for anything. You know, this might be yeah. kind of one of those games you focus on getting out for Switch first, get a little yeah. bit of buzz, and then run. And with like it from said there. before, like uh, the problem with the Switch is like loads of games, like even big published ones, have like horrible frame uh, frame options. It's yeah. like really bad. Looking yeah. at you, old Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a Switch for a Cyberpunk? That would be hilarious. <laughs> All right. So that's what we've been playing. Let's move on to what we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode, which is a segment we're calling Gaming Moods. Although I don't know if that's a name that's really reflective of what we're going to be doing here. Um, so here's how the segment's going to work. I'm going to give you folks a prompt and then you'll just reply with a game. And then you can defend your choice if you want. It doesn't matter. There are no points. There are no winners or losers in this game. There's um, no winners or losers? What the fuck am I doing here then? I was here to win. You're here to win. You, you aren't here to make friends. You're here to win. You'll get the immunity idol. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so a prop might be something like, what's a game you play on a rainy day? Or what's the game that reminds you of childhood? Um, so we're going to try to come up with a list of games for a bunch of scenarios that I'm going to list. They're mostly pretty normal scenarios. There might be some surprises in there. We'll see. Uh, so let's start with, let's actually start with that. What is a game that you play when it's raining outside? All right. I'm going to start this with probably the most predictable one I'm, I might come up with, but I, I, I got to say ODST. Um, that whole game kind of has that rainy Sunday type chill vibe with it's like kind of like jazz soundtrack, right? Yeah. Um, the stages all kind of end on like maybe like a little bit of a bummer. 
Um, it kind of just moves through the, the, the each little area in the city, and it all kind of just feels overcast and gray and gloomy. Um, got a lot slower pace than some of the other Halos. Um, I mean, obviously, I love Halo, but there's just something about that game where, like, I just, like, imagine, like, that smooth, jazzy sound, uh, you know, with, like, rain on top of, like, the ODST helmet, walking through New Mombasa, you know, just kind of hopelessly facing an enemy you know you can't win against. Um, I just really kind of get that feel, that kind of, like, I don't know, slow-progressing, slumping, stomping vibe to it. Um, that would probably be mine one. Like a nice rainy day uh, action game. Yeah, because it actually it starts off with you in the rain, right? Like right. In the yeah. dark. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, trying to like, remember. Kind of like a like a thunderstorm in the distance, and like you, you're going to get out of your drop pod, and you're starting to really like kind of take in how how bad it is, I guess, down there. Um, you know, and then like the soundtrack kicks in, and usually in all the other previous Halo games, you know, the soundtrack is just like driving guitar yeah. or like this like thumping kind of like you know let's go kick ass and odst is like kind of the opposite it's like uh-uh like this ain't gonna end well kind of a, a feel to it um and I, I think the soundtrack for me is is always one of my top soundtracks because of stuff like that but it really the soundtrack sets the mood um almost before the game even starts so and then yeah. the, the the visuals you get are instead of like this bright ring of halo you know where you're like getting ready to go kick some ass and be math so you're not going to be kicking ass as master chief you're going to be kind of playing a whole different experience and that's going to be that that's set, setting the tone right off the bat uh that's something i really enjoyed at least those first couple opening minutes making it feel so different yeah absolutely it's um especially in the soundtrack it's very kind of gloomy old hollywood um, right especially in the nighttime sections and I think it goes well with, with the idea that's raining outside in, in the city. Um, what would what would the rest of you folks play on a rainy day? Uh, yeah, it's been raining like a real, real lot lately here, and like lots of wind. So yeah, in the start of quarantine, I was like outside a lot and went for walks a lot, but it's like endless rain. It's like that kind of rainy, like five uh, five uh, Celsius. Which is like not too cold, but like irritating cold. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've I've like uh, picked my DS up from storage, and I just planted it beside my bed. So when I wake up or go to sleep, I just play like on my DS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been playing Advance Wars uh, Dual Strike, which is like a huge favorite of mine. It's like such a great game. It's I think one of the last games they did in the Fans Force series. Maybe it's the last. I can't remember. But it's just like perfect turn turn based stuff. It's fast moving and it's like really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I really suck at it also, so it takes me <laughs> a while to clear level, so that helps. And I'm still like keeping myself away from like putting a TV in my bathroom because otherwise I will never leave right. my bed. So yeah. I've yeah, been just like playing a lot of handheld things. I've definitely had like uh, this is gonna sound kind of gross toilet games before. Like, oh God. <laughs> like you know, you take your your handheld into the bathroom with you and you just like yeah. poop for longer than you need to. Well, it's not different than having a magazine in there, really. Yeah. Um, um, when your legs start to go numb because you've been sitting there playing Shovel Knight for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I've had, I've had, well, I haven't played Shovel Knight, but I've had similar experiences. So yeah. Um, what else would you folks play on a rainy day? I, I reckon I'd go for like comfort games. So probably Mega Man One, which is a game mm. I play a lot. Like I've played that game so many fucking times to the point where like you could kind of go through the levels without really thinking, and it's just like a nice way to relax, I guess. Like that game kind of sucks, but I kind of love it because it sucks. Do you like speedrun it when you're when you're playing it? I probably could if I tried, but no, it's just like a chill out thing. Like okay. run through Cutman level. Like... Interesting. And Hobbs, what about you? Uh, what would you play on I, a rainy day? I don't think I have a specific game. I feel like you know, it, it's more of a I'm gonna get stuck into something because uh, we're not gonna go anywhere. And I'm going to have most of the day to play it. Um, so, like, why don't I start a new, uh, you know, campaign in Crusader Kings or, um, you know, play, continue playing quests in Valhalla, something like that. Okay, so you're just like, this is a good opportunity for me to pick up where I've left off. Right. I'm not going to have any interruptions. Like, I can I can play until I get sick and tired of it. Uh yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Let's let's move on to the next one. Um, what's a game you play when you're? Let's keep this positive. What's a game you play when you're happy? Mm, okay. Mm, that's a good one. I'll go Shovel Knight. Fucking <laughs> love Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's the best fucking game. And like, it just. Have you guys played Shovel Knight? No, I can't. Yes. Yeah, but I quit like halfway because I'm fucking god awful at it. <laughs> like, Shovel Knight, every character ending in Shovel Knight is so wholesome and feel good, and it's just, they're all so cute, and I love them, and Shovel Knight rules. Alright. I kind of uh, went cute. I, I, when you first said happy, I kind of went cute in my mind, too. And I would think something like maybe like Plants vs. Zombies, right? Like the ultimate yeah. cute game. Like, I think for me, where um, I know they try to build off of it, but maybe that just that original one where you start every match, you're just building these happy little sunflowers and these silly little pea shooters and stuff. And um, even the zombies are goofy and fun. Uh, You know, the entire thing, I think, is really just uh, it's kind of like an exercise in how how much cute can you go without going over the line. Um, And damn, that ending song, right? I mean, the zombies on your long song. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's uh, best. I mean, it's hard not to play that game and at least have a smile on your face the whole time. Even when you lose, it never feels frustrating. It's just like, you know, a smooth afternoon type uh, happy game. Yeah, I had like a really stressful November and I just like um, was like going through games I never played. And I decided to play like all the three of the Donkey Kong Country games. That are like games that make me really happy. They're like so fine-tuned and fun. But also like hard enough to really uh, let me forget about stuff if I want to and just like really cheer me up. Those games looked amazing for their time. Like those were they, SNES games. They still look amazing. I played yeah, them. I played right. them on the virtual console on the Switch. Yeah. And they still look like so good. It's insane. 
Yeah, I think. Like sorry, go ahead, Ben. There's a water effect in those levels where the water like goes up and down, and yeah. you can see the top of the water is like perspective correct, like a 3D object, and I have no fucking idea how they did that. Yeah, they got like uh, I was like watching some stuff on YouTube about it. They got like some of the really early CGI uh, computers, like the really really expensive ones, and they programmed on that, and then then they like uh, they did the, like sprites and everything, and then they like rendered them. Yeah. To- Everything. I don't know how they did the perspective correct water though. That's no something. Idea. Yeah. There's like a boss in I think it's tree, uh, which is like a waterfall and keeps like shooting water and it's like insane when you move up and down. Like most of the time in two day to the uh, platforms you would get like really sick, like jumping down and the screen keeps like chasing the same yeah, the same background. But this one it's just like feels really good really rare because like I get pretty sick of uh, literally sick of 2D platformers when I fall down or rise up really fast because for some reason but I never had a problem with Donkey Kong yeah I remember playing those games as a kid and like didn't really appreciate what was going on and I like go back looking at them as an adult and like knowing how shit works and it's like how the fuck are they doing this (laughs) Yeah, it's it's insane. Like I've been, yeah, I just finished up three, and three is like the weakest of the bunch, but it's still like lots of fun. But it's by far the best looking one, and it's insane that it's on like the Super Nintendo. It's like so good looking. It's like extra chips or anything, did they? Like Yoshi's Island. I have no idea. I think they might have happened with with three, but I know one or two they didn't. Yeah, we'll we'll look it up. We'll we'll toss that in the link dump. That's um, a good link. Dump. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've actually been playing Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Oh, um, that's a great game, also. Yeah, and that's a game that I that's a game that I, I think I, I have to play when I'm happy, because it's really fucking hard. And if I were to play that, if I were feeling stressed or or sad or angry, it would make me angrier. But when I'm feeling happy, um. I can kind of soak in the joy of the art direction and uh, the level design and the music and not be so and not feel so down when I fuck up, which is basically all the time because it's a really hard game. Um, so that's a game that I would play when I was happy. It's yeah, a, really a big part one. of my happiness with uh, Donkey Kong was uh, because I was playing on Switch, I can do like save states. And oh yeah, saved my life. Otherwise, I would have been so so angry. That's <laughs> the like only pretty, way I'm pretty ever pretty gonna beat Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't care about it. I just want to enjoy the game. So yeah, I'm gonna save Chase like all the time. But yeah, yeah. That's actually what I did with the. Uh, although I never ended up beating it, that's actually what I did with the original Far Cry, which has checkpoints, but you can open up the console and save anywhere. Yeah. Um, so that's the only I mean, way to beat the original Far Cry. a PC game, isn't it? Yeah. And it doesn't have quick saves? It doesn't. Ha- it, it's checkpointed. The no, it's not checkpoints, yeah. Yeah. Checkpoints, yeah. PC first-person shooter without fucking quick saves? Yeah, it's terrible. It's... What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they were, they, were, they were really proud uh, about it when they launched it also. Yeah, it's really weird. It was a brutally. It was considered one of the hardest games ever made. It well, not ever made, but the hardest games on the market at the time it came out. 
um, this is before like the whole Demon Souls, Dark Souls revolution. Um, right. It was, and it was widely considered to be an amazing game when it came out, aside from the brutal difficulty. Um, and then the other Far Cries have like are completely different from Far Cry One. Far Cry yeah. One was a linear first-person shooter with huge environments. Prequel to Crisis. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like a Brood of Crisis. A Far Cry 2 I've replayed last year, and it's also pretty well. It's like pretty uh, janky still, but it's like a really quite good open world game. Like, Far Cry 2 has such insane, like, systematic shit in it that, like, yeah. you even approach. Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird game, for sure. Uh, we'd, like, drive around, and you had to. You didn't. If you opened up the map, you were actually physically opening up the map in game. Right. Yeah. Um, what are other games you folks play when you're happy? I think Stardew. That's oh yeah, that's like a good Stardew, one. Oh, yeah. Or um, I've been playing a Stardew light game uh, called Graveyard Keeper. Pretty fun. Um, which is just a bit like it's same same kind of style, but you. Um, yeah. I was gonna that that one looked really cool. Um, I think they had a, a DLC for it too recently. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't checked it out, but uh, it's kind of the same idea, right? Where you're, but you're like a yeah. graveyard guy. You can like either like bury the bodies or just like throw them in the river and like make tell them. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can do that. You can you can burn them. You can turn them into zombies um, and have them like automate tasks around the place. Um, uh, That's and amazing. It's pretty fun. Um, it's kind of like in the the humor. It's it's a little more humorous than Stardew. I would kind of call it like a demented Stardew. <laughs> um, uh, so it's still still kind of that. Um, and there's you got to do like little tasks for everyone. Um, and you know they all like have a a daily schedule that they follow. So if you uh, miss someone on a certain day, you have to wait a whole week for them to show up again. Uh, there's a donkey that starts a communist revolution in the, one of the DLCs. <laughs> he brings you uh, uh, the corpses every day, so you need him for like money. Um, <laughs> so he and the other donkeys get together and, and start a donkey revolution. Interesting. I've like you've I've hadn't heard of this game until 30 seconds ago, and now you've completely sold me on it. I I had so I the only reason I played it was because it showed up in a humble bundle, um, you know, I've, uh, the humble choice uh, subscription. So I don't like buy specific games unless like there's a real compelling need for me to do it anymore. Um, I just wait each month and see what's on PS Plus or. Um, or, or Humble Bundle, and this one was one of those that I was like, interesting, like, I'll probably play it randomly one day, and then I did that, and I was like, wow, I'm gonna, I've been playing this till like 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, I love that feeling, honestly, like, yeah, like, just one more, like, one more session, or one more well, turn. It's like, you know, like, the, the trouble with uh, a schedule for characters is, like, if you have a goal in mind, and it's like a very kind of casualist game like Stardew, right? But you have a long-term goal. You're going to forget about that the next time you open the game. So you want to complete it. Um, but that means you have to wait a lot of in-game time <laughs> to do it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've always, I, I always complain about, um, uh, was it Dead Rising? You know how that game has oh, its yeah, own yeah. Little, like, calendar yeah. or schedule? And like that one felt so frustrating, whereas like, 
So, like, in that game, I'm like, oh, man, I got to go get this guy or I got to go do this. Whereas right. in, like, Stardew, I was like, I can't wait till next Thursday so I can go do this, right? Like, right. I, it, it's such a different feeling. Like, games like to put you on that on that schedule almost. And it, it does. in some games it feels awful and some games it feels good. And I, I would agree that, like, Stardew does it well where you're never feeling like, well, if I don't talk to this guy this Thursday, there's always next Thursday, right? Or or, right. or, or something like that where other games want to put you under that 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 time frame and i hate it and i like yeah. uh, uh some of the um like the jrpgs that do that where there's like almost like a you know you got to talk to this character at this time at this time before you do this otherwise you'll never right. meet them or find them that that's just such a bad feeling you know in, in it's, never, it's not like you're, you're ever just like killing time doing other tasks in the game right right like there's always an objective to do or something like you know you're gonna go plant crops so it doesn't matter that you miss a cart um, and, uh, and then in like Dead Rising, you're like, I have to go like fight this cult leader who's not very fun, like the clown's a pain in the ass. Um, but if I don't do that, then I like will lose access to a bunch of content in the game right. and have to play a whole game before I can go back and do that over again. Oh, that, that was the worst thing about Dead Rising. Yeah. It's like, you can't do it all in one playthrough. So like the game's like, and I think the Hitman uh, reboot also had some of that as well, where it's like, hey, yeah. hope you like replaying stages, because here you go, you're going to play the stage 15 times if you yeah, want 100% but a, it. Well, it's a Hitman reboot, it's really a lot faster pick up and play than Death Rising. I've yeah. enjoyed it way more with Hitman than with Death Rising. I had the same problems with Death Rising. I just, like, near the end, I was, like, so frustrated with all the stuff I missed out. Because yeah. there's like this really stupid boss I need to fight and I don't want to, so I didn't. So I can't go on another mission. I didn't. I did want to go on, but right. with Hitman, it's like finding your way and you can do it this way, this way, and this way. Yeah. Yeah. At least Hitman's a 15 minute mission reset, you know, yeah. to go find the other thing. But yeah, Dead Rising's a 15 hour reset. And yeah, it it's sucks. these stupid it's... prisoners driving around and shooting at me in this car, oh, you know, oh, all yeah, over again. The worst. <laughs> Um, Man, the time machine dead rising is my favorite part of it. When <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting here listening to you guys like, what game are you playing? That's your rules. I actually haven't played Dead Rising, so I can't comment on that. It gets better in the later ones. The the yeah. first probably two are, is very frustrating. By four it's just it's like a background thing. It's yeah. not the point of the game. The time limit shit in the first one is only as bad as it is because the first one kind of plays like shit. Yeah. So like, yeah, the problem isn't really the time limit thing. The problem is having to do the fucking boss fights because they're bad. And, yeah. and the first one ramps up to to like like you have to go get certain items and get certain things, otherwise you're going to be useless against certain bosses, right? So right. you, you kind of fall into this pattern of like I I I start the game, I go this, I go I go get the shotgun, I go do this, I go fight this guy, you know, like it. I need that hammer like, to beat that guy, so I'm gonna have to run to one part of the yeah. mall and then run back to yeah. the next part of the mall. That kind of like structuring and figuring out the ideal path through the game is was the entire thing I loved about it. Like I, that shit just fucking clicked with me. Hey. I think if it was just finding the ideal path, that'd be one thing. But there's a lot of times where the game's like, nah, you gotta go do the other thing. Like you're not gonna do the opposite of an ideal path. You're gonna do yeah. like, you know. In order to fight this guy, actually, you're going to wait for through this day, and this guy's going to die, and this guy's going to die. But now this guy opens up. You know, it's it's very kind of like 
you got to put the game in like five fail states to get a win state rather than the other way around, you know? Yeah, what, um, what Kepa like said, like uh, with Hitman, it's just like finding the perfect way or another way. And with Dead Rising, there's also like always some stuff other that you need to clear before finding the way. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it got better in the later ones, don't get me wrong. I think yeah. by three or four, they really kind of figured out, okay, well, you know, we don't want people to have to play poorly to get to get you know certain aspects that's that's not fun for anybody so um but yeah interesting um so you mentioned earlier that you like have a like a list of tasks that you have to do um when you're playing the game and you're like i can't i have to keep playing so i can finish this list of tasks before i forget what to do i actually used to have that problem with the yakuza games until i realized I could just take out a post-it note and write down what I have to do next time. <laughs> That's what I ended up doing, so I wouldn't play like yeah. Yakuza for eight hours on end. Um, yeah. It's good you mentioned a... that, because in Zero, that was definitely one of my frustrations, was um, when you're given that kind of like journal, and there's five trillion things in that journal, you know what I mean? And you're on yeah. like step one of seven, but it's like, I don't need to go beat this guy up right now, even though he's going to take my money next time he sees me, you know? Um, it was very much like, I can oh, yeah, wait Mr. on Shakedown. a lot of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In Graveyard Keeper, you have to build a lot of, like, furniture or, you know, tools and stuff, um, and you have to build them in certain places, so, like, if you, you need a zombie mine at the quarry, so you need to haul all this crap to the quarry. And I always forget what I'm supposed to bring. <laughs> <laughs> so I write down the recipe for the the um, you know the mine or whatever um, on uh, my notepad and uh, just like quickly check it and then go check my inventory so that I don't go back and forth three or four times. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do. I think we, we sometimes forget when we're just like sitting at the computer. Wait, pencils and paper exist. Um, oh man, I, I well, love I love a game that makes me do that. Get out that paper, though. I'll tell you that. Anytime I'm I'm looking for my uh, graph paper, Maria knows I'm playing a good game. That's my wife. <laughs> she knows I'm playing a good game. If I'm like, hey, where's my graph paper? She's like, oh, are you drawing a dungeon? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just use the note function on my phone a lot uh, for Jakuza and stuff like that. I have like when I, I was playing. Taking photos of the screen a lot. I've done that. <laughs> oh yeah. When I was playing Paradise Killer, I had, I think, two pages of notes so I could keep track of who knew what at what point. Um, I think I did the same for her story as well. I had like two pages of notes all written up. Um, so let's move on. What's a game you play? What's an What's an ideal autumn game? Ooh, that's okay, a good this one. This kind of fucked for me because we have two seasons when it's hot or rainy. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have autumn or winter or spring or summer. Like, yeah, you just have. So I guess for you, the the question becomes, um, what if you were to move down to the southern tip of Tasmania? Uh, what game would you play in like March? <laughs> I think it's if I highly had... relatable fucking hypothetical situation. <laughs> If I go live with my sister in Launceston, what video games am I going to play? See, you have family there. It's it's perfect. (laughs) I think if I had to pick my fall game, I think I'd go with maybe just the Gears of War series. Um, I'm not really sure. That's kind of like an emotional thing more than like an actual, I could base anything why. Maybe they kind of release in that time frame. Um, Maybe it's kind of like the world is kind of brown, you know? 
um, kind of dead and buried over and everything. That's just kind of got that autumn feel to me for some reason. Not anything I can really base on any action. If you're only talking about the first three, yeah, four and five. That. Four and five might be more summer, right? But like the first three kind of have that feel of like I don't know that that kind of like the world is Decay. kind of yeah dead. decaying and, and and not like overbearingly so like it's not dead it's just in the process of getting there. Meaning uh, so. of decay, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I do something kind of like steampunky. I think I would do like Frostpunk or um. Uh, which just came out, Iron Harvest, um, mm. which is like the World War One, but with uh, mechs. <laughs> it's interesting you, mentioned, you mentioned Frostpunk, because I, I would like call that a winter game, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but you know, it's coming, right? Like that's kind of the nature of fall, is like yeah. winter's about to, it's about to get really cold, which is the whole story in Frostpunk. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I can the see goal, that. The goal in Frostpunk is to get to fall even, like if, not even summer, <laughs> just get to fall. <laughs> Um, I was going to say Ghost of Tsushima, which I, I played mostly over summer, but I think I finished it. By the time I finished it, it was fall. Um, so much mm. of that game looks like it takes place during autumn. Like they're mm. following leaves everywhere. Um, and it doesn't look like it's, it's summer outside. It has that feeling of early fall with, um, with just the look of the world. That's that's what I would pick. Another one would be Night in the Woods, but that's not a game that I unfortunately really liked all that much. Uh, but that's Ooh. a game that's like set in fall. What yeah, was that? it's very fall-like. Um, what was the damn? Everybody's gonna say this as soon as I say it, but the the Watchtower one, um, where you're in the woods. Firewatch. Firewatch. Yeah, Firewatch, yeah. another good fall one. Yeah, you know that kind of. Yeah, it's kind of summery still. I thought it's late summer is when. It yeah, it's late. Yeah, I think a choice I was thinking of is like the first fable. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's pretty onto me. I played it like last year, like in the start of the winter. I replayed it, and it's very autumny. There's like leaves everywhere. It's very brown by design. It's yeah. just like kind of warm. It's yeah. warm. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, the really first nice. Fable games have that like burnt orange feel. Yeah. <laughs> I think like everybody's got a kind of different autumn, right? Like I live in the right. southeast, so autumn to me is basically just like in uh, you know late summer all through the year, and then it just gets cold out of nowhere one day. So um, I think that's kind of like interesting to see how everybody's got a little bit different take on what autumn even is. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, well, uh, I used to live in California. Don't really get winter anymore, so yeah. <laughs> just got like autumn for like six months. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> was always like tree color. I was kind of thinking. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizon, even though I had it and did not play it this autumn. <laughs> um, uh, but because, the, you know, like the leaves change in that game, yeah. um, uh, that's kind of what I, I associate with that. that, that yeah. I, like, I, had, I used to live out in L.A., and there what happens Where there are autumn, no seasons. Yeah, <laughs> it gets... The, the day leaves, when it rains and then every other day. <laughs> yeah, so the, the weird thing about, about autumn in L.A., is that the leaves fall off the trees, but it doesn't get that much colder. So <laughs> the leaves will fall off the trees, and it'll still be 20 Celsius outside. And, like, this is yeah, early summer weather. It's like 
Rodman, we also got like, like in start of or autumn, it's like still like 20, 24. It like slowly slides to like 15. And in November, it takes like all of a sudden a dive from like 15 to like two, like in a week. It's it's not very fun. Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, I haven't really, I've been inside all year, so I haven't really experienced seasons um, <laughs> since moving back from, from California. Um, but like, it's, it's been interesting to kind of see how, how the seasons feel different depending on where you are geographically. Cause I'd never really had that, uh, until I started moving around the globe. Um, Ben, any chance you, you want to talk about your Southern tip of Tasmania game? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I've never had a fucking autumn. I don't know what to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> alright. Um, I'm just trying to think. The closest thing I ever had to living in autumn would have been when I lived in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, in which case I only had DOS games. So let's say fucking, um, what's the one? Monster Bash, where your pets get stolen and it's all Halloween themed. Uh-huh. That's good stone. It sounds very familiar. Uh, it's I'm, oh gosh. Um, I'm thinking of Day of the Tentacle, but it's not Day of the Tentacle. I'm fucking telling you, Maniac it's Mansion. Back. I remembered the name. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. You're a little kid in footy pajamas, and you have a slingshot, and all the pets got stolen. <laughs> Harry? No, he just told you the game was called what Monster is the name Bash. Of it? Monster, Monster Bash. Bash. I could get it. Oh yeah, it is. Isn't that like an Apogee game? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I played that. Had, it's pretty did good. It have a different name in the U.S. Maybe. No, it was definitely called Monster Bash. I no, it's this called game. Monster Bash overall. I think. I think it used to be called Graveyard in Development. When I read about about Apogee, like it was like one of their games they tried to make big, but like kind of just became like one of those middling titles they have yeah yeah it's it did because... it it didn't take off like you know keen or duke nukem or or those games um because i was just, i was just talking talk about halloween harry which was definitely not a slingshot game but you know that was not great <laughs> no well <laughs> You know, I, I my, in my defense, my whole Apogee era was me going to a flea market, getting games from a guy who just called them whatever he wanted for a long time. <laughs> I had no idea what the games were actually called. You know, like he'd just write a name on a disc and it'd be like Killing Guy and it, it was actually Doom, you know, or whatever. But um, yeah, that was all my early games were very much, you know, like, you know how people have that thing with Napster where they always think like uh, every Tenacious D song is actually Weird Al for some reason or something like that. Um, that that was my in early video gaming experiences too. Yeah, I just kept thinking about the pinball game because there's like a pretty famous Williams pinball also called Monster Bash. So. Yeah, pin pinball actually pinball is actually kind of like the perfect autumn game because I feel like you like after you spend the whole summer running around outside. You filter back into the arcades in the fall when it gets colder. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's like the Monster Ball Pinball game. It's like really weird. It's like about the universe of monsters, like forming a band. 
it's like the creature from Black Pagoon, Wolfman and Frankenstein, and they like all play drums and guitar and you try like to get them to play like a concert. It's extremely weird. So, do you think if Universal had done that for their Dark Pictures anthology oh, yeah. instead of whatever the fuck yeah. they, they actually did, it would have been a success? Like just turn them all into musicals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if 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 uh, the new Resident Evil stuff has taught us anything, I don't I don't think that's the direction they should have went with. They should have just went with making everybody a giant and really 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 pretty, and that would have worked fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the internet wants. <laughs> the internet wants monsters who can step on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just news to anyone. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've spent a lot of time in fandom spaces, and yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since people have been as horny for something as they are for the giant milk vampire. Oh, well, that's going to be... I, I'm I, telling it's, you. It's that a, game actually releases. <laughs> it's not at Bowsette levels, but, like, it, it's up there. It's pretty fucking close. Um, Although okay. I have to admit, I did love when the new Mario trailer came out. With the big fucking like giant oily black Bowser, what's that fucking game called? Uh, Super Mario Bowser 3D Fury. World plus Bowser's Fury. Yeah, so now there's tons of art of God Slayer Bowser. Oh yeah, I, I remember some of that. It was uh interesting, to say the least. Um, all right, what's the first game you play after winning the lottery? Ooh, I like that one. Uh, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go. Expensive game you can buy. Yeah, right. Oh, see, I would go. Go ahead. No. No. I think I do something like Sim City or something like that. Just something where you you like sit down and like just like plan out weird shit and spend a lot of money in it. Um. So yeah, Sim City might be a good one. You know, just that feeling of like, yeah, maybe I will buy a city or (laughs) build all this stuff or thinking about zoning and taxes and. You know, I don't know, big, bigger picture type stuff. I think that might be interesting to me. Do something like that. See, I, I would do that first with like. I would buy after winning. The first game I would play after winning a lottery is I would buy four of those Japanese Gundam arcade games that have a oh, giant God. fucking cockpit that you sit in. Yeah. <laughs> and we would fucking play that all day because I just won the lottery. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> those used to be awesome. They had those at Dave and Buster's, then they'd actually, like, you had to climb a ladder to get in them, you know, and it's like the whole, like, screen stomps around when you go. I love those things. Yeah, the arcade one uh, in the city near me uh, used to have one, but they, like, sold it. It was, like, really fun. I I would just, like, buy a VR set and, like, play Half-Life, Half-Life Alex because otherwise I would never pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That VR is still prohibitively expensive for me. Yeah. Um, I would probably do that. The other thing, if this is like a fantasy lottery where it's like billions of dollars, I would, uh, I would open up Roller Coaster Tycoon, build a park, <laughs> then show it to someone and be like, "Build this for me." <laughs> you can just. Wasn't wasn't like the last uh, lottery like a billion dollars or something? Like you could just 
start a development studio to do your own game and not give them any timeline, right? Like you're get your perfect game. You're the only customer that matters. <laughs> and yeah, you end up with Star Citizen. <laughs> That's <a> problem. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the last, like the last really rich dude. You should like Hobbs. You have a lot of people should know about rich dudes who don't know shit about video yeah. games, trying to make a video game and then kind of fucking over a state. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, as long as you don't care about the state of Rhode Island, it's fine. Who does, though? I mean, really. We're like the city of Rhode Island. Um, I don't uh, know if uh, anyone lives outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. Okay. What's the game they play called in the most dangerous game book? Does that have a name? I think it's just called the most dangerous game. Yeah, it's called the most dangerous game or hunting. Yeah, so let's try that. I mean, if I'm like, your, your game rich. would be hunting a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit psychopathic. I mean, I mean you're in yeah, I just want to kill people if I get really rich. <laughs> I mean, he's in Australia already. He got like enough enough space for it, so. Yeah, you just find an island and lure a ship in, and you got it, right? That's oh, the story. <laughs> if we get real crazy with it, what was the name of the game in Ender's Game they play? Like that zero grab thing where they have to get the ball, or they, they have oh, to get. Oh fuck! The... If we're doing anything, I'm inventing Blitzball. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, for... how is that? How is that old seventies movie called? A uh, rollerball, something like that. Yeah, oh, that yeah. kills you if you do badly at it. Oh, okay, so we're just making Running Man now, right? We're going to do the Running Man game. Oh, yeah, I was going to say Quidditch, yeah. but, like, because that, that doesn't nah, kill bro, you. We're going a different way. Come on, go go dark with us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want people, I mean. I mean, <laughs> if, if you want to go dark with it, I, I would just pick, like, um, I was going to say Hannibal, but that's not a game. That's just eating people. Yeah. <laughs> Merv's like, oh, Running Man? No, I want to eat people. <laughs> we could do Gamer with you. I want to be Mets. Hunt, kill him? No, no, no. We got to eat him. <laughs> open brain. <laughs> eat him slowly. Cannibal, like, the game brain. doesn't even exist. Merv's just, just revealing some psychological aspects here. <laughs> Vor is completely healthy, as long as you don't act on it. Um uh, that's recorded now for forever <laughs> and I can't take that back um, that'll be submitted at your court hearing <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> things things that you expect Ben to say but that Merv just says out of nowhere um, anyway uh, any other lottery games y'all want to mention before we move on I want to jump back to um in Ender's Game, wasn't there like a like kind of like fucked up manhole thing that he had to play, where like he like like was yeah. a wizard that he like scooped the eye out of or something? Yeah, uh, like that that revealed like how he could think outside of you know certain right. criteria, and it revealed that like I, I can't remember if it was actually the aliens talking to him that way, or right. if it was him beating the game allowed him to talk to the aliens because it like opened up his mind to other possibilities. But yeah, there was something like that too. Who would ever develop a game? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was going to develop a, a crazy game, like if I won the lottery and I was going to develop something, what was the, uh, you know, the game of the last Starfighter? 
where you do the death blossom, and then it's like, yeah, actually, here's a real starship. Now go save the universe. Like, right. that would be something really crazy if you made a game, like a real dumb bullet shooter, and the first person to beat it, you're like, ah, actually, here's your starship. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone ever watch the fucking Clerks cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, of course. The fucking pyramid building game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on. So let me give you a scenario. We're all alone in the basement. You're sitting on one of those old fluffy couches. You know, the kind that's that you've like lost a whole bunch of pencils and marbles and other shit in, in between the cushions over the years. Um, you got a big oh, bag. This is getting romantic. Like, this, this is romantic to you? Is this like a fuck idea. couch to you? Um, <laughs> You learn in the basement together, Merv. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, talk to me after the podcast. Um, you got a big bag of your favorite Doritos, so nacho cheese, obviously. Cool Ranch, if you're nasty. And you got a liter of Mountain Dew. You put your feet up on the rickety coffee table in front of you, and you turn on your TV. Which game do you fire up? I'm probably gonna go with something like a GTA, like like a GTA or like a Red Dead or something like long open world. Just get lost in the whole whole thing for as long as I can. Um, I feel like probably GTA. GTA is a really good Doritos and Dew game. My mind, yeah, right. Automatically like, goes back to like it feels like I'm younger and playing games like when I was a teenager or something. So probably Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could definitely see any kind of open world game that kind of lets you shift gears, right? Like, you know, go action, go this, go that. But but that kind of broad open world would kind of be my thing, too. I'm thinking, like, PS2 games, like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clyde. <laughs> Sly Raccoon. Yeah. Uh, Sly Cooper? Do you say Sly Raccoon? Oh, yeah it's like cooper like one of those like character action kind of games for the ps2 era that's what i would do oh fuck you Merv. none of those games are character action games just do a video game podcast learn what game genres are fine sorry character action only applies to your bayonettas and your devil may cries and your i guess dante's infernos i don't know um, sorry, your your 3D action platformers of the PS2 era. I accept your apology. You happy, Ben? Mr. No Agenda? <laughs> uh, what would the rest of y'all play in your Doritos and Do Night? I don't want to be a stereotype, but like, uh, you know, multiplayer shooter, I think. Uh, like, I I don't know. I wouldn't. Like, you're not a Doritos and Dew guy? At the same time. <laughs> Accidentally, might see yourself, like, in the, the mirror, and just uh, everything would just come rushing in all at yeah, once. Yeah, right? like, oh, God, what have I done? Um, uh, yeah, my but... problem is repulsive, and I'm never fucking drinking that shit. <laughs> um, uh... But yeah, I think I think I would probably get yelled at by a twelve-year-old. That would be my ideal. <laughs> yeah. Racial slurs sent over uh, the internet towards me. That would be the, the probably what I would expect from that that scenario. I don't know why. 
Uh, but yeah, I feel like you're in that state. You're kind of like in a a shut out the world, uh, misanthropic <laughs> place. Um, so why not have immunity at its dregs on, uh, on in video games? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I think I think that I think we've kind of run the gamut of, of like what Doritos and Dew means to us. Um, yeah, I, I just like I would play like something like uh, Soul Calibur or something like that. That is like that reminds me of like my teens, like sitting down with my friends or alone and just like endlessly going through the motions. Yeah, fighting games are a good yeah. like kind of old school. It doesn't do kind of yeah. thing. Um, all right, let's do another one. Your mom decides she wants to stand over your shoulder and comment on everything you're doing. Which game do you play? Rampage Universal Tour on the N64. <laughs> and why is that? Yeah. Because me and my mom beat that game in co-op. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that works. I'm I was homesick from school one day, and mom took me to Civic Video to hire out a game, and I hired out that, because I'd been really sick for a couple of days, and me and mom sat down and played through that entire game in one sitting. That is a, that is a wholesome childhood memory. Um, yeah. What else? Mom has you... no idea what it's called, she just calls it the Lizard Punchy game. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. No. You punch lizards. What, what else are you going to do? Um, You're a lizard and you punch people. Have you not played Rampage? I mean, somebody's getting punched and somebody's a lizard. Does it really matter in what configuration? Um, no, I have not played Rampage. Uh, <laughs> my mom's kind of got like a dark streak. So I think I'd go some like maybe like Bioshock or something. Um, she's really into kind of like dark, uh, darker, like kind of shows and stuff like that. So I think she'd appreciate something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. But if you're doing that with your mom watching, are you saving or are you eating the little sisters? Oh yeah. I'm eating them. I, yeah, she's, okay. she's, you got to get the full Bioshock experience if we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my mom is like the anti-gamer. She doesn't understand like computers still some years ago. And um, I will just be playing like Animal Crossing or something. And I and I can just like explain it. It's kind of like real life with like a deserted island kind of real life. So yeah, I'm just going to dig over there and I'm going to plant it and I'm going to talk to my neighbors. I don't think my mom is really like big on like my mom does not like violence at all so it'd have to be something like i don't think she i think she'd just be like ugh, and make a noise of disgust i don't think she thinks mortal combat is like morally reprehensible or anything she's not the kind of person who wants to ban violent video games or anything like that she just doesn't want to experience them herself um so i think I could play something like a 3D Mario game in front of her and she wouldn't oh, have yeah. that many questions and she wouldn't think it was like unacceptably violent or I could play something like Roller Coaster Tycoon in front of her and mm -hmm. it's pretty straightforward and she would question my business decisions but other than that I think I could tolerate 
having my mom. Because you'd be like, oh god, I'm raised in playing fucking tycoon games. I I mean, I think I think my mom is is, I think my mom was very happy that she she raised a nerd, up until I decided I wanted to go get a doctorate. And then she's just like, what have I done? Um, so. <laughs> Don't raise nerds. You'll send them to grad school, and then they'll regret all their life choices. Um, so, uh, Hobbs, what about you? What what game would you play with your with a parent? Okay, so I couldn't do any. I couldn't do any violence. Um, uh, I've made that mistake before. Um, uh, I think also it would need to be kind of a visually striking game um, that like lean more towards art kind of style um and then i can't think of like what because she's not going to follow the plot she's not going to like pay attention to what's happening outside of like the extreme moments of violence if it's a violent game um uh i think like yeah go for it el shaddai ascension of the metronome for the three it's one of the most visually striking games ever made, and the plot's already nonsensical, so she doesn't have to follow shit. There we go. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a like simple mechanic journey, something like that, right? Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe like flow. Something. Yeah, like flow. What's the fucking swimming one that's like journey? Abzu. Yeah. Um. I think, I think I could show that to my mom, but she'd be like, "What are you even doing? We're barely yeah, yeah, interacting with this. Is. Why is this a game?" My, and I have to explain the concept of art games to my mom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, mom, I'm more pretentious than you think I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, don't get me wrong. Abzu's Abzu's pretty good. Uh, so this is not like me shitting on art games or whatever. Um, it's just hard to explain them to someone who hasn't played a lot of video games. Um, well, one game where you had to like unspool thread around a wooden toy, uh, or maybe spool it, I forget. Um, like that's something my mom would understand, but it would also be like, the, it, it, it's not a very engaging game. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's really games trying to do something that you can physically do in your hands, and there's nothing particularly necessary about it as a video game, um, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, I I get the sense with with especially games like like simulators, like if I were to play Euro Truck in front of my mom, she'd just be like, "Why would you just go drive a truck?" It's pointless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could be doing this and earning money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's do another one. Uh, you are an Egyptian pharaoh and you just died. Which game would you have placed in a canopic jar next to your sarcophagus? Pharaoh. I want to like fuck people up and be like, what were they into then? Um, so I'm going to do something like Katamari. You know what I mean? It's like a real like mind fuck of a game or something. Just like like what is even this about? Like, what, did they worship gathering up trash and rolling it in balls or like 
just something really wild and crazy like that that doesn't really have a story or a plot past you know these planets and i i, I have a feeling like they maybe like create this whole like you know was this the gods they worshipped actually and they, they they thought of the planets like this and like the, you know like they'd create like a whole cosmology around like the ancient people actually worshipping you know, and doing all the stuff in Katamari. <laughs> like, well, the ancients were really involved in, like, rolling up trash, apparently. Yeah, they had <laughs> so, a very complex video gaming system where they, they you know, uh, memorialize their, their inherent need to pile trash into a ball. <laughs> right, right, exactly. They were, yeah. they were obsessed with cleanliness and, like, <laughs> their gods were monsters, How many people know this? Yeah. <laughs> They got orders from their their weird uh, universal king. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was also funny, but also a jerk. <laughs> so. yeah, Pharaoh, my... sorry, go ahead, Preston. Oh yeah, continue. Oh, I was gonna say, if I were Pharaoh, Egyptians loved cats, right? I would pick sure. I would pick a cat based game like Cat Lateral Damage, or the upcoming Stray. A game that like showed off how much I, as a pharaoh, loved cats. That's what I would do. Did that one about breeding the best cat come out? Eugenics? No, I think yeah. it was put on an indefinite hiatus. Oh, that was the Edmund McMillan game, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it ever came out. So, no, no Mugenics, which is a little bit of an unfortunate name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Kind of yeah. different ideas to mine than, yeah. Well, uh, I reckon it's got to be Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy for the original Xbox, right? Yeah, you you gotta get oh, you gotta get a mummy based game in there, for sure. Or yeah. like the Mummy Demastered, or fucking actually, yeah, screw it. I'm going Dark Universe, the one tie-in video game that failed experiment ever got that was actually weirdly really good. The Mummy game based on the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah, you're talking about like the, uh, was it a D-Make or whatever they called it? D-Mastered. D-Mastered, yeah, that's it. That game ruled. What what kind of game is that? Is it like a it's 2D a side-scroller? It's side-scrolling or? Metroidvania. It's made yeah. by like the um, Shantae people. If you looked at it, you would probably think it's literally like an NES, no, maybe like an SNES era type game. That uh, has basically nothing at all to do with the mummy. <laughs> so. Oh, it's so much better than that. If yeah. you play the game, it completely invalidates the plot of the mummy. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like they made it like in a vacuum, and like somebody just said, "Yeah, just put the mummy on whatever you guys end up making." <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that was a good choice because the plot of that movie is like complete garbage. Like <laughs> one of the worst plots you know, ever. like spec oh. ops archaeologists. Man About yeah. Town, Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, that scene at the very beginning is one of the dumbest scenes in, in movie history where, you know, he's like basically Indiana Jones, but working for the army. And yeah. they all like land and they're like, what are you doing? You're a loose cannon stealing relics and sleeping with women. <laughs> You're such a cad, Tom Cruise. And then they just kind of fly off. It's it, bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the whole idea of an army archaeologist is. That just doesn't <laughs> seem like a thing. 
<laughs> he yeah. just blows up stuff. I think he wants to fight. I don't yeah, know. yeah. He calls in airstrikes so that he, can, <laughs> rather than dig up stuff, he just calls it an airstrike, and then it leads him to tombs. Apparently. Well, you don't you don't want to you know destroy something without knowing how important it is to another culture. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound very American. So, yeah, when I see that kind of shit in a movie, I'm just like, yeah, because America has archaeologists in their army. They're fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <We> definitely don't. <laughs> the opposite. Like, hey, uh, is there somebody we can find who can like gather up all these museum things and put them somewhere else so they don't get blown up? But nah, I don't think know if we have anybody who airstrikes art, uh, you know, digs just to not have to dig apparently well, there's probably a contractor who was like we could probably put an archaeologist on staff yeah, yeah. <laughs> like somebody saw the monuments men and took the whole wrong idea or something with it yeah oh or what was that uh, nick gage movie fuck i forgot national treasure steal the constitution yeah. or the declaration of independence i think yeah yeah, oh, that actually gives you a really good idea. It would really fuck people up if you were a pharaoh and you put a game about American history like a thousand years into the future. Um, yeah. Oh, well, no. like, so, like, put Ascreed 3 in your canopic <laughs> jar. No, the best one to put in there would be um, what was that first person shooter series on the Wii? Um, fuck. The Conduit 2. Because oh, God. That's the game that ends with fucking George Washington and Abraham Lincoln coming through an alien space portal to save the world, and that would fuck people up. <laughs> it's like a game nobody has think thought about in like fifteen years. I didn't even that know this game existed. In my head, rent free. Just <laughs> that ending cutscene. What was you could, you could play to the aliens. You could play to the ancient aliens theory people and have like a Assassin's Creed two in there. What was the um from software yeah. game where you play as the president in a mech? Uh, Armored Core? No, 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 no. It's way wilder than Armored Core. Oh, it's God. like the one that got remastered, like uh, Metal Wolf Chaos. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's that's the one with the terrible cutscenes, like. Right. Oh, it's terrible all around. It it was it, hilarious yeah. though. Uh, yeah, I remember it got like remastered like two years back or something. <laughs> I just remember it got like, like a release for uh, the PS4, got... I think. But I think Ben knows it. Oh yeah, it got remastered entirely because of the fucking super best friends doing a let's play of it, which got people fucking tweeting at FromSoft like, "Why aren't you doing this?" And FromSoft are just like. Why does everyone suddenly care about this game we released like 10 years ago? <laughs> All I remember is like President in a Mac and it's like the most like it's like the, I think the uh like the co uh, cover art was just like a giant mech with like an American flag and like explosions in the background. You know how Americans make games about Japan that are like nothing like Japan like Ghost of right. Tsushima. That's Japan's version of that for America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um you could do you could do Call of Duty Black Ops Black Ops three and then people would be like, Were the ancient Egyptians Reaganites? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My game of choice would be like something like 
I think uh, some of that would like really reflect my garbage taste. So I, I was thinking like Lollipop Chainsaw on the Xbox. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a game I really love, but it's also pretty fucking garbage. Ancient I... Egyptians loved cheerleaders. That's oh, what we're going man. with. Yeah. Loved, loved heads also, and love blood. Love James Gunn. Love Suda. I remember it was just moving the balls. camera around, and I got an achievement in that game. Yeah, and yeah. I looked it up how I got it, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I yeah, there is one if on. you try like to um, get uh, up her skirt, and it's yeah. like... Yeah, I also got it by accident, because Same. I was trying to find a way out of the room. There, there was a scene early on where like you're inside a bus, basically, and I couldn't find the X to the bus, and I got it, and I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do let's do two more. Um, what is the first game that comes to mind when I say the word potato? I am uh, red. Portal two. Yeah. I don't know why, but my first game is that bread physics platforming game. I am bread. I am bread. Um, yeah, I keep do. in mind that I said potato, not bread. <laughs> uh, I'm just messing with you. Um, I can see that. It comes to my mind. I don't know why. Uh, makes sense. Hey, potato bread is a thing. Briefly. Is it? Yeah. 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 I used to make all my sandwiches on potato bread in high school. <laughs> I, I I just went with Portal too because when when you turn Gladys into a potato. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am a potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first thought was like Stardew. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of going. Look, see, I associate see, I associate Stardew with turnips because of that whole. Remember when Nintendo last year did that turn up for turnips campaign? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they, these were, they're like, and they called the games turnip based games. I was like, <laughs> no, that's not a genre. <laughs> Um, kind of turn up, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would think like a farming game, like farming simulator is what I would think of. I know that's the easy answer. Yeah. Yeah, my first up was Stardew, and I don't even remember if you can like farm potatoes. I think you can't. You can. They're really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I been like Harvestmoon. It's played. the starter crop, right? In Harvestmoon? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, potatoes yeah. are like usually the easy starter cropped in most yeah. games yeah actually another game I, I would i would think of is uh genshin impact when you break open a crate there's a chance that you'll just find a single potato in it there are huge crates all over the map and every time you break one open you find a single vegetable in there so like a single <laughs> carrot or a single potato or a single sheaf of wheat uh which I think is hilarious. It's such a waste of materials to house <laughs> just one potato in a huge barrel or whatever. Yeah, civilization with really inefficient shipping. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a world that Genshin Impact for you. They're just a, barrels with single potatoes in them lying all over dungeons. Um, but yeah, that's what I think of when I, I think of potato. Um, all right, let's do one last one. Okay. You are an astronaut. Mm -hmm. I know, might be unrealistic, but you're an astronaut. <laughs> Twitch has partnered with NASA to broadcast a game live from orbit. 
Which game do you choose to show off to the entire world from space? I don't, I don't know if it's got to be a space-themed game, right? But maybe something like, maybe something like Kerbal, you know? Oh, wow, that'd be good. Yeah. Astro. No. <laughs> yeah, like, show off space invaders just to fuck with them. I was, I was that game cult with like the big evil star with like the voice bites. It's like a classic arcade game or something. Uh, something, something star. Fuck. Shit. Yeah. Game. It's Rock one of on. the first game with voices in it. God. Star Fox. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would show off something that everyone would recognize. So, like Pac Man or uh, an uprezzed version of Pong. Something like that. That everyone yeah, would be like. Yeah. A ubiquitous game, right? Like yeah. that everyone would have. Otherwise, it, I don't know. People would be like, that's weird. He paid for a World of Warcraft. <laughs> that would actually be incredible. It's just like start playing World of Warcraft for the International Space Station. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Put up a new yeah. character. <laughs> Buckle up, Earth. <laughs> We're going to make a shaman. <laughs> maybe that'd be like one way to do it is like a game that like you think like deserves more attention that like people never really got to experience or see or something like a personal fave i would try and go like the least interesting to watch game i could think of <laughs> like just out of spite football of manager like, i'm a fucking astronaut and nasa's like yeah you have to do your fucking twitch agreement like yeah okay we're gonna do minesweeper like, I'm not even Solid good at Minesweeper. I don't know how it works, but like, you're just gonna be like, click, click. Oh, I lost. Start again. Click. Click. Oh, I lost. Start again. <laughs> like, or do something like Skyrim, where like the first 50 hours of it are just you loading up mods, <laughs> like going to Nexus and downloading mods. Like the people of Earth get frustrated, and you just like, you know, okay, here starts my 250 hour playthrough. Or something. It looks so okay, much better. Fucking someone signs in. NASA's first game streamed from fucking space and it starts off with the oh, you're awake! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would freak out. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> Make a wizard! No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another good one would be like, uh, you guys remember like the really, really early Star Wars games. There's like a line-based one. Uh, Vector-based one for the arcades. It's like ancient. Yeah, um, there are a lot of those back in the day. Sit in a pod and shoot at things, almost. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that was called, but I remember it. It's, I think like, it's called Star Wars. Like it might be. I mean, that was before yeah. they got creative with stuff. So, but I, I remember exactly what you're talking about. Like you sit, in, you sit almost in a bubble, like a little yeah. bubble, and there's you like you're the Millennium Falcon gunner almost look. I think it kind of like has like rumble, if I'm not wrong, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that one. Oh no, I would. Oh, I'd be like, yeah, fucking buckle in. We're playing Urguys, or like, did anyone even remember Urguys? The just fighting scope? game. Yeah, the old PS1 fighting game that had Cloud <laughs> Sephiroth. But no, we're going deep, and we're doing the fucking like dungeon crawling arcade story mode that was really bad or like <laughs> i'm gonna like fucking yeah burst
first game broadcast from space, everyone loved Mace the Dark Age? <laughs> I do. Or like Mortal Kombat mythologies. Oh, <laughs> God. What's next? You, Fighter. you know what I would do to fuck with people? I would pick a space horror game like Prey. <laughs> but I'd I'd run on like the on like the highest end machine possible, so it looked as like realistic as possible, so I could fuck with people and fool them into thinking that the space station had gotten taken over by weird alien mimic shape shifting dudes. And just like never finish it, just like right at the end, pull the plug. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the best idea is then to remaster the original Prey and skip like the whole introduction stuff with the bar and stuff and just start in the in the space center. Yeah, yeah. What a weird movie that ended up being, or what a weird game that ended up being. I like both like a lot. I or played the original last year and it's still such a cool game. Yeah, yeah. Fucking salty. We didn't get Prey too. Yeah, and the ideas behind it seemed really solid. It seemed like it really has the potential, and then kind of yeah. just, ugh. yeah. I, I, I mean, I know Prey is its own good game, the remake or the whatever, the sequel. Not even the sequel, but you know what I mean. But uh, reboot, I really wanted yeah. Prey 2 uh, from that same. Yeah. Genre. Yeah, Human Head, uh, what happened to them was not uh, a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. So, you know, hopefully one day we get. I love space games, and I want to see more of that kind of space bounty hunter kind of stuff, not just, you know, your typical, um, like, space operas or, like, your space dogfighting kind of games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Warrior is in the talisman of fame. <laughs> <laughs> it's an N64 fighting game, and... As someone that plays a lot of really bad fighting games, might be the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> you're you just really. Gamble in it. You're just really on the spite thing. You're really, yeah. really bad at Twitch. <laughs> I spent fucking like three years at university getting like my maths and science degree. I had to pass a physical exam. I have to like have a scientific like masters to be able to go onto that space station and up there, they're like, the best use of your time is to fucking Twitch stream? <laughs> I'm fucking doing science, mate! We need to find out if ants can build a colony in zero gravity! That's, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Why don't you, yeah. like, are there, like, any virtual ant farm games? Can you stream yeah, one of those? Yeah, that's ant. That oh, yeah! Just... Ants, of course. No, yeah. cement is like you try to build it like in the backyard of some guy. Maybe you can like replace it to like a space station and yeah, the main goal is to, to infest like the whole space station with ants. You might be able to get Will right out of retirement. Stole all the money from and spend it on hookers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess, is Will right retired? I, I guess he's still making uh, sim stuff, right? Probably. Oh my god, you could play Spore. People would. <laughs> <laughs> Will Wright, I don't think he's making sim games anymore. He's basically retired from game development. Now does I think, I consulting. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what he does nowadays. Um, he was a weird guy. Yeah. Do you know what I would do? I would pick one of like the space station levels from Golf with Your Friends and pretend that I'm <laughs> playing mini golf in space 
with miniature black holes all over the space station. Yeah. Or like, oh, <laughs> that'd be great. The obvious one, you play space station Silicon Valley. <laughs> What's the Valley weird... What's the moon video game where you, they had text to speech and like literally no one played the game, but people would just use the text to speech to talk to each other and just say random things. Oh, moon base alpha. That's what it's called. You guys have never seen this. No. no. All right. Yeah. Spend your next two hours looking up moon base alpha text to speech on YouTube. It is hilarious. You're going to have a good time. I promise. How big is the dictionary for the text-to-speech on this thing? I'm assuming not very big, which is why it's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's it's your astronauts running around space. But the the big funny thing about it is you can type in whatever you want. So people would cut and paste, you know, just random things from the internet and just have this like text-to-speech dialogue with each other. Um, it's it's hilarious. Trust me. The publisher is NASA. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> See, uh, NASA's so guess, into video games. This yeah, Twitch stream idea is not unrealistic. <laughs> Wait, I just I just remembered what the last thing Will Wright did. He joined like the board for uh, at Linden Lab, like the guys that make Second Life. Oh, so, yeah, cool. Second Life's still going. Yeah, it's still going. The last time I played Second Life, I was a junior in undergrad. And what we did was... Uh, we made a version of my, oh God, I wasn't a junior, I was a sophomore. We made a junior of our uh, differential, uh, a version of our differential equations prof and stuck him in Second Life because for some weird reason, the library at our university decided that they were going to make a room in Second Life. And we visited it and it wasn't anything like the actual library. All they'd done was they'd taken the, the, the very distinctive chairs their library had and put them in a, an empty room and called that the library in Second Life. <laughs> so that's what I would play from a space station. Fucking show off that that empty library to everyone and disappoint them. Yeah. I'm going to play Hentai Fighter and get Nessa banned from Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just play Hoonie Pop or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there are a lot of ways to get, get banned from Twitch. Um, apparently filming in a bathroom is not one of them. So, um, yeah, Twitch. <laughs> anyway. Are you inside the space station or outside the space station while doing this? Uh, you're wherever you want to be where the equipment still works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so if you want to like broadcast yourself trying to to play a video game with your huge astronaut gloves on in zero g outside, um, the first switch played on it during a spacewalk. <laughs> that would that would actually be that would actually be hilarious. Can yeah, you imagine like having Joy Cons like, strapped to your astronaut outfit? trying to play it with like those gloves on you're just like yeah. maybe you can play that uh ballman uh wonderland it still needs one button <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait how would motion controls work in zero g uh, yeah <laughs> i'm actually curious about this now i want to know <laughs> like do accelerometers still work in zero g uh, 
See, this is the kind of stuff we should be doing in the space station. All this yeah, other stuff. Ben, you said this wasn't science. This is fucking science, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to figure out if motion controls can work in space. Yeah. Uh, Look, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm pretty sure someone at NASA knows whether gyroscopes work in space. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they worked that shit out, like, in the 60s. Yeah, but video games <laughs> think about the real world applications then <laughs> the practical applications of all those people in zero gravity situations yeah <laughs> yeah like all the time it's totally worth you know a hundred million dollars <laughs> yeah like all all the times when you're like on uh on one of those drop tower rides at an amusement park and you want to play your switch in the three seconds that you're plummeting towards the ground. Yeah, there are a lot of real-world applications, Ben. Those, those zero-g <laughs> flights where they go up really high and then, like, uh, you know, immediately dive the plane. <laughs> yeah, the flights that they... The flights that they use to train for space flight. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do that. Get cheaper. <laughs> Just switch there, then, instead of sending it into space. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you could do that. <laughs> I love that this is the one that we all got kind of like caught up on. Like we want to do all kinds of crazy things from space, not, not all the other stuff like happiness and summer. It's like nah, like we screw up with people. Yeah, here here's where here's where the the big guns come out. Um, so yeah, that's what I would do. I anything that you can do on the vomit comet is way cooler if you actually do it in space. That's what I say. What if you like uh, loaded up Roller Coaster Tycoon, made a roller coaster, and made the Vomit Comet like simulate the roller coaster as you rode it? That would be... It spins, doesn't it? No, it doesn't spin at all. It just goes up and, and then plummets. In oh, a way the that... Vomit Comet is plain, not the spinny thing. Uh, I don't know what this. I know exactly what you're talking like about, but I forget what it's called. Force thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, there's like several spinny thingies. So. Um, it's not as fun as it sounds. Like if you, I don't know if you've ever been to, uh, like the Mission Space ride at Disney World, that is not like a fun ride. It's just uncomfortable to have that many G's on you when you're <laughs> sitting still. <laughs> yeah, they like don't that down. I mean, it's an amusement park ride. Start, I remember in the start, it was like set on a way higher level, and people got legit sick and bruised. Well, yeah, they'd have to because the whole point of it is like to test how much, how many G's you can take before you pass out. Like, I don't think they're doing that for a ride. You don't think there's like a, a Yelp review that's like, space was great, the ride was terrible. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> I, I'm talking about an amusement park ride at Disney. Presumably it should be safe, right? <laughs> um, but then again, I've like, um, like people hurt their necks or whatever on Disney rides all the time. Right. Um, yeah. Disney have enough money, you can't sue them. Yeah, I mean, nobody sues Disney because it's the happiest place on Earth, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, like, people people do hurt themselves on those rides. People do dumb things like uh, break break the rules, uh, let go of harnesses, you know, stuff you shouldn't do. Uh, 
Um, those people aren't going to space, so it's all right. Anyway, uh, anything else you want? You guys want to mention about uh, twitching from space? In space, no one can hear you twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hope people can hear you twitch from space. <laughs> Otherwise, we just wasted a hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Maybe the chat would be untenable. <laughs> Could you imagine people like spamming? I was gonna say spamming PogChamp, but PogChamp's a white supremacist now. Um, so spamming whatever the the new equivalent of PogChamp is uh, from like Earth while you're like doing shit in space. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm. Just, I'm just thinking, how much delay are you gonna get from like switching from space to Earth? It's like three days or two hours or i mean the it takes eight minutes for light from the sun to reach the earth and if you're up in orbit it's really not that much it's like satellite like, distance yeah. so there's not that much delay um but that would actually be a good t good well, latency test yeah. can i how good is the rollback netcode in mortal kombat 11 let's test it yeah, we finally <laughs> see it is science ben you can you can test latency of communications yeah, but all you're gonna end up is getting against like scorpion spammers throwing the uh, harpoon anyway, so you'll never even find out. <laughs> yeah, just throw all the all the modems in the, into space and test it. I don't think you need. I don't think more modems solves the problem. Let's go find out like a satellite. And just plug right in, right? <laughs> like satellite. Yeah, satellite internet. Yeah, I think that'll Make work. Make a mesh network. I don't know. Like a, a mesh network that covers the entire globe with satellites. Yeah. This is this is still, like some Elon Musk <laughs> shit. It's it seems like a pipe dream. Um, anyway, if you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on our website at avocadogamescast.wordpress.com. There we post each episode along with a link dump that fact checks some of the stuff we say. We're not going to fact check all the space shit. We don't know physics. I'm sorry. Um, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. If you want, you can subscribe on all three. I don't know why you'd do that, but it's your life. You can do what you like. All you got to do is search for Avocado Gamescast. We're the only podcast called Avocado Gamescast. There might be others. Don't make a podcast called Avocado Gamescast. We don't want to have to... Well, we're not going to sue you because we have no legal representation yeah, yeah, yeah. but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll send a very sad email pleading with you don't please change your name uh, also please make sure you check out the community that spawned this podcast the avocado at the hyphen avocado.org don't type out the word hyphen just like press the hyphen key on your keyboard should be somewhere in the top right I don't know what your keyboard looks like. If you got a Vorjak keyboard, I can't help you. Nobody can help you. What are and you doing you with your life? Do check out the Avocado community based on this podcast. Please post there and explain how the fuck did you find this podcast without already <laughs> talking about the Avocado? There are... So, I have no idea where these listeners are coming from because there are like maybe five or six people who post frequently at the Avocado uh, who listen to this podcast. But then... I look at the downloads for each episode and it's in like the 200 range. Oh, like, God. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. The You're the best. <laughs> the heroes. 
Well, there's a bunch of lurkers, right? Like that's that, yeah. that's probably what you're thinking. Yeah. So I guess lurkers might be another 50, but where are the other 150 coming from? That's what I'm curious don't, about. Don't, Friends don't of lurkers. Sorry, mate. My, uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious, but I think the mystery is what makes life special. I know, I know we'll make it when we start getting like hate comments, like on the on the postings, like you know, no more Kappa on the podcast. He's the worst. <laughs> That's when I know we'll have made it. We haven't. I, I haven't get, gotten I like, anger. I haven't gotten like a single anon comment, and comments are like freely open on the podcast website. Oh, now we're gonna get them. <laughs> so like nobody's ever sent me anything being like, you guys are wrong about everything, <laughs> and I've been wrong about a lot of shit on this podcast. I've said yeah. a lot of stupid shit. I said a lot of stupid shit today. Because I, I fucking forgot what a character action game was until Ben reminded me. Um, so if you want to send hate tweets at me, uh, I don't have a Twitter account, so good luck doing that. Um, but, you know, send us your feedback. I'm going to top Ben's correction of you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like nobody's going to top fuck you, Merv. <laughs> um, so, you know, actually, I'm serious please do send us feedback and send us questions to answer on the podcast. We actually love that. So if you've got anything for us, send it our way. If you've got podcast fan art, uh, don't draw that. That's creepy. But <laughs> I, I mean, I can't stop you. You can also send that to us. Send it, send it directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got Vor fan art, also send it directly <laughs> to me. Um, I could probably eat a Merv. Just, you know, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're the only we're the only gaming podcast that supports Vor. So, you know, we are. We are the only gaming podcast. Full stop. I've said that before. I've introduced this podcast with the only gaming podcast on the internet. We just let it go too. Yeah, maybe maybe we fooled some people. Maybe they think they don't have alternatives. Like they just happen to listen to that one and be like, man, I wish there was more of these because this one's not that great. But uh, <laughs> this isn't the only one. Gotta stick yeah, with shit, it. I guess the gaming podcast seems real dire, eh? Yeah. Why don't I start my own gaming podcast? Fix, the, fix these guys up. <laughs> the second gaming podcast, you know? Yeah. All right, folks. This has been great. Thank you for joining me on this wonderful journey through autumn and through moms and outer space um and we will sorry what about that at the end yeah okay i i I get it the second somebody says moms their mind goes places it was more the journey journey through moms (laughs) that could be like through a digestive tract Remember, we've got we've support the vor. Yeah, so the mom is eating the stuff. The vor, yeah. <laughs> do I have to explain that vor is sexual to you? I mean, no, everybody no. likes to eat. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> are you are you telling me that moms don't eat? You want to starve the moms, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I swear this, like Hobbs, Hobbs is like this the first time of the uh, it's his first time of the podcast. He's just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah. Uh, but thank you, Hobbs, for for joining us for the first time, and thank you to our listeners, uh, for listening to us talk about moms. 
and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.